Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And by the stink star for uninviting my mom to my wedding. Stink star is another term for b-hole from Urban Thesaurus. I'm getting in trouble for using the full a-hole word in the very beginning of a video from YouTube, so we're going to start using some different slang terms here. Get ready, it's going to be fun. I, 23 female, am getting married to my fiancé, 27 male, in two months, and I couldn't be more excited. We have been together for close to three years and engaged for six months. So the problem started with my mom right after I started wedding planning. My fiancé and I both want a small wedding. We also don't like the traditional style type of wedding. My ring is not the typical diamond and my wedding dress will not be white and my husband will not be wearing a traditional suit. My mom is not a fan of any of that. My mom is offering to pay for my dress, but only if it's something that she likes. Bring those red flags in. Originally, I just brushed it off because I didn't know what I wanted for a dress, but then we went dress shopping with my mom. She saw the dress I was looking at and said she is not buying that, but will be paying for the ones she has picked out and liked. I told her this is my wedding and this is my choice and if she didn't like it, she didn't have to pay for it and I have the money on my own. She didn't like that answer and stayed silent the rest of the appointment. Then as I kept on planning, she would make slight comments about the things that she liked and how she would do it this way. And if I said I didn't like it, she would storm off and be upset or just act nasty the rest of the day. Way to be the grown-up, Mom. Good job. This was off for me because she was never like this. My mom has never been nasty or mean when someone hasn't agreed with her ways. But she just kept up doing things like this and I had asked her to stop multiple times. Then I got my dress in two weeks ago and when I opened it, it was not the dress I had ordered but in fact the dress my mom liked. None of us saw this coming, huh? Yeah, we did. We saw this coming. It was the same price as the other one, so when I got the charge for the dress, it didn't seem odd. I questioned my mom about it, and she said they must have mixed up the dresses. I ended up just walking away before I would say something I would regret. Then I started to get emails about changes to my wedding and I was confused. I ended up finding out that my mom remembered the prices of things I had ordered for the wedding, then called and switched to the things that she liked. I ended up calling her and exploded on her, telling her that she overstepped and that she's no longer allowed to help wedding plan. Boom. If anyone's wondering about my dad, he walked out and hasn't been on my life since I was three. My grandfather was going to walk me down the aisle. My mom started sobbing and said, It's so unfair what you are doing. We ended up just screaming and I stood my ground. My fiance said that I have every right to feel how I feel. My mom quickly ran to her friends and family because my phone is getting blown up for being an asshole to my mom and saying that my mom is just looking out for what's best for me. My sister says that I'm overreacting and that mom was like this when 
she was planning her wedding, and it's just how mom is. My sister did not like her wedding, and wants a redo at the five-year anniversary because of all the changes our mother made. I have been missing the extra time that I had with her during this planning, but she just kept on overstepping, I feel. So, am I the asshole for telling my mom she isn't allowed to help with wedding planning after she made wedding changes behind my back? You know, the oddest part about all of this to me is that your mom, OP, isn't like this in any other scenario except for wedding planning. What is it about wedding planning that just makes her lose her f***ing mind? That may be worth digging into and figuring out. There's got to be some kind of a reason for that, right? And your sister went through the same thing. Hey, a heads up from your sister would have been cool to be like, hey, guess what? Mom's going to take over everything and she's going to do shit behind your back and she's going to sabotage your entire wedding. It's going to be awesome because the same thing happened to her and she wants a redo at the five year mark because of it. But she says that it's just mom being mom. Why didn't she give you a heads up? That's not cool. Thanks, sis. Appreciate it. No, you're not the asshole, OP. I think you have every right to stand your ground here and to say, guess what? If you can't respect my wishes, you don't get to be a part of anything. That's just how this goes. It is especially important that you do that right now because what happens in wedding planning is going to set the tone for how involved or how much control she has in the rest of your married life moving forward. Meaning raising children, meaning decisions in your relationship, meaning where you live, how you decorate. Everything that you do could be potentially controlled by your mom, but not if you stand your ground right now. If you cave right now and let her have her way, she's going to have carte blanche for the rest of your life and be able to just manipulate anything however she sees fit. But you did the right thing. You stood your ground. You said... Hell no, you don't get to be a part of this. Of course she's not going to like that at all. Tough shit, right? If she wants to be a part of the wedding, period, she's going to play ball. Because that's the next step. You don't want to kick your mom out of your wedding, obviously. But if she pushes way too far, you and your fiancé might get the small wedding of your dreams here. It's an option. Keep it in your pocket. Your wedding is supposed to be for you and your fiancé, not for your mom. That's probably a debatable point. I feel like a lot of people are going to say the wedding is actually for the family and for everybody who's connected to this couple to witness this and to support it, blah, 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 blah. I call bullshit. I think it's for the couple. They do it however the hell they want to do it. And if someone doesn't want to respect their wishes, they don't have to be a part of it. And bravo to you, OP, for standing your ground right now because boundaries at this point in your life are going to be especially important. It sets the tone for the rest of your life. And how much control do you want her to have? Do you want her to be the puppet master for the rest of your damn life? Or do you want to be able to make your own grown-ass woman decisions? I think you're probably choosing the latter. So what you're doing right now sets the tone for that. Good job. Not the asshole at all. It's weird that your mom is only like this for wedding planning and I'm kind of curious to know why that is. So maybe it's a sister conversation. Maybe y'all need to go back to previous weddings and figure out what happened. What happened with your mom's wedding? Was she not allowed to make decisions and did her mom take control of everything there? Maybe this is like just a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. Anyway, you're not the asshole OP. Hold your ground now. It's going to be very important later on. Would I be the Hershey hole if I asked my boss that we not celebrate my birthday? My birthday is coming up in the next couple of weeks, and since the loosening of specific vid restrictions in my area, my boss and all the rest of the office have made a point of celebrating each employee birthday with a cake and small gathering of all co-workers in our office, 20 to 25 people during the lunch hour. This was not the normal office culture pre-vid. I enjoy these celebrations as much as everyone else. I actually love celebrating other people's birthdays. I enjoy making others happy 
happy on their birthdays because I know what it is like to not be happy on your birthday. I actively hate my birthday due to some horrible and mildly traumatic things that occurred a few childhood and teenage birthdays, and to a lesser extent, a general dislike of being the one a fuss is made over. I always make a point to take the day off and do what will minimize the foul mood the day brings me, so it does not impact anyone but myself. It's not exactly a healthy way of handling it, but it is what works for me currently. I'm not looking for suggestions or solutions to this issue. Noted. There are a few people that I work with more directly that I have made aware about my issues in regards to my birthday. If they remember or not, I can't be sure. My birthday lands on a weekend this year, thankfully, but at the holiday gathering, it was brought up that the next birthday being celebrated would be mine. I did not supply this information, which means that it is already on other people's minds. I tried to casually brush it off, saying that it's on the weekend, but I got the distinct impression that we'd be celebrating it anyway. Would I be the asshole to request my boss that we not celebrate my birthday? I understand that it would be taking the gathering away from my co-workers too, but it is my birthday and I don't wish to celebrate the day or to be celebrated. Advice would be helpful. This one is trifficult. Trifficult's a bingo healer thing from Bluey, by the way. It's trifficult because I don't know a way that you can pull this off without making it a stink to everybody. You know what I mean? You have every right to go to your boss and say, hey, I have some very good personal reasons to not celebrate my birthday and I intentionally have avoided that for a long time. Please respect my wishes for this. You could pull that off and you have every right to do that. You are not the Hershey hole for doing that. I think that when you do that, if plans are already in motion, obviously your boss has to be like, hey, everybody, hold off on those plans. Now it's a big thing for everybody. Like, oh, why doesn't she want to celebrate her birthday? Now it becomes an even bigger thing than actually celebrating your birthday. You know what I mean? More people are going to pry into it. It's going to be a bigger deal to the masses than it would be if you just went through the steps and actually did it. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation. It's unavoidable at this point because the ball is already rolling on it. I would still go to your boss and say that. Maybe your boss will be on board for covertly shutting this down and just pretending like he forgot it happened or something and hoping everyone else forgets too. Maybe you can get like a small inner circle of people who know about these issues who you're close enough with at work to kind of help just brush it off and make it hopefully go away. Maybe no one else notices. 20 to 25 people is a small enough group to where I think that's going to be difficult to pull off here. So you're going to have to have some advocates within this inner circle basically explain it to everybody else. You have every right to not celebrate your birthday and to ask that it not be celebrated. You're going to have to have those trusted confidants handle the narrative that flows through the rest of those 20 people, assuming you have four to five in that inner circle. You're not the Hershey hole for feeling that way. Obviously, you feel the way that you feel. You're not the Hershey hole for asking that it not be celebrated. I just think it's going to be difficult to pull off without it making an even bigger deal than them celebrating it in the first place. Can they celebrate it without you? Because if that's an option, then you can just be sick that day or something, and then they still do their thing, and you're still going to get birthday messages and that kind of crap. I don't know if that's avoidable, but there's got to be a way here that allows you to not have to feel the eye of birthday Sauron for all of this without it making it even a bigger deal for all of those other people. It's going to be hard to pull off. I think if you do have those trusted confidants that you can work with, if they can help kind of control the narrative throughout those other people and help keep this low key and help explain in a way that doesn't overshare why this is the way it 
it is, then you can probably pull it off. But the average Joe response to somebody saying they don't want to celebrate their birthday is going to be like, oh, f***ing why? Come on, it's going to be a great time. Why don't you like your birthday? Tell me more. And it's just going to blow up into this bigger thing. So walk the fine line. You may talk to your inner circle there. Definitely go to your boss and let them know where you're at on it. Talk to the inner circle first, though. I think that would be smart. That way you can communicate the plan to your boss. And as long as there's a plan in place that's easy for them to be like, cool, then I think you're going to be in good shape. You are not the asshole for it at all. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Birthdays suck for a lot of people. And there are a lot of dates that suck for a lot of people. That's a tough one. And it sucks. There is a way to navigate it through it. It's going to take some planning. It's going to take some strategery. Good luck. Am I the stink wrinkle for promising to pay for my adopted sister to go to uni for Christmas as a gift, but not my biological brother? I, 21 female, have an adopted sister, Amy, 17 female, and a biological brother, Dick, 16 male. I don't think these names were chosen by accident. We shall see. My dad, 52 male, and my mom, 45 female, adopted Amy after fostering her. I do not live at home as I am at uni, but went home for Christmas. Growing up, my parents always favored Dick and me over Amy. I did not have a good relationship with Dick, and he doesn't really respect me, but our parents always let him get away with everything. Amy had the worst room, and my parents don't let her use my room when I am away, even though I said she could. When I lived at home, I allowed her in my room, and we used to spend time together. I was not mistreated by my parents, but clearly they had a special bond with Dick. Dick almost never speaks to Amy. My parents kept discouraging me from speaking and having a good relationship with Amy indirectly. Amy was required to do way more chores than the rest of us, and I tried to help Amy when my parents were away, even though she never asked me to. We have a fairly big house, and because of these extra chores, Amy did not have much of a social life, but she was very studious. I am too, and is doing fairly advanced courses for high school. My parents have always wanted me to be a nurse or a doctor, and they told me they would only pay for my college if I picked something they agreed with. I wanted to do computer engineering, which they disapproved of. Amy also started getting into coding recently, although she didn't start as young as I did. I started saving for college doing freelance work and releasing some apps. Luckily, I got a partial scholarship and some loan funding, and I ended up going to a top school. One of my apps did quite well, and I started a company for it, and now I can comfortably pay off my debts when I need to, and I get paid a salary from my company. The thing is, I don't know how sustainable this will be. Long term, as it is just a startup, if it loses momentum, it can fail. I am considering hiring another developer to help support it, but I am waiting till I graduate to decide about that. I also have investors interested, and I'm still thinking about that too. My parents have tried to sabotage my side gig and I feel like it irks them. Skipping the details because character limit. During Christmas dinner, my parents announced to Amy that once she turns 18, they want to retire and she won't have to pay rent, but she can stay as long as she keeps helping out with chores. I saw red. Told my parents that it was wrong to see Amy as a live-in slave and that she was smart and had a bright future ahead. They said they aren't going to help pay for her college for a useless degree and that they needed help since they are retiring. They are very upper middle class and could easily afford a paid maid. I said, I would pay for Amy, and she's going to live with me if she got into a uni in the same city. Now everyone thinks I'm the asshole, as I refuse to do the same for my brother, and they aren't talking to me. I also gifted Amy a high-end laptop since she had no computer, and they say I favor her. Candy Thunder told me this was the Dursleys, and she's right. This is the Dursleys, and Amy is Amy Potter. And you know what that makes you OP? That makes you 
her Dumbledore. It's so touching. Dick doesn't need your help. Why would you offer to do that for Dick whenever Dick has preferential treatment from your parents and he isn't going to need it? It sounds like he's the golden child that's going to do exactly what they want him to do and have everything paid for anyway. Uh, Amy has this Cinderella Harry Potter story going on here that really sucks for her. Why would they adopt her? If they're just going to treat her like a Dobby, what's the point here? Unless they did it with the intention of having their own live-in slave, like a Dobby or a Harry Potter or a Cinderella. That kind of seems like the story here. OP, you are not the asshole at all for offering to do that for Amy. People in these kind of situations need someone to step up for them, and you were that someone. So... Bravo to you. You're helping a person who needs help. You as a sibling are under no obligation to give equal gifts, right? It's not like that. It's not like a parent who is under an obligation to give at least some kind of equal treatment gift across, which I'm sure they didn't even do for Amy. So what the hell? This is very hypocritical of them trying to preach equal treatment on you, right? Expecting equal gifts from you whenever they've had unequal treatment for both you and Amy throughout your entire life and Amy's entire life. So what the hell? These are definitely hypocrite Dursleys here. Screw them. What you are talking about doing for Amy, as long as you follow through, is going to be huge for her and is going to give her the ability to become an independent adult and break free from the Dursleys. I'm sorry that you had to grow up like this. It sucks. It sucks that they love Dick so much and don't seem to love anyone else but Dick. I feel really bad for Amy. I feel really bad for you too, OP, but you were doing the right thing by stepping up and making this possible for her. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they think. None of that matters. Clearly, looking at the way that they treat people, why would you give their opinion any weight at all? It doesn't matter what they think of you. It doesn't matter what they think of her. The two of you can go blaze your own trails and prove them wrong. And now that's your life's mission. Maybe Amy's the one that prophecy spoke of, or maybe you are. Very interesting. Good on you, OP. Not the asshole at all. Am I the dookie shoot for causing my coworker to lose a $500 tip? I am currently in my senior year of college. I'm working a serving job at a mid-level restaurant. The bill's typically $100 for drinks, food, appetizers, and dessert for two people. I have been working here for 10 months. My parents usually come in every Friday with my uncle and aunt. They are usually sat in my section and they tip me extremely well. $200 bill and $100 tip, just because they're my family. My manager has no issue with this as I do not give them extras or more attention. I just treat them like a normal customer. He is aware of the tip and my parents will usually order drinks at the bar and tip the bartender as well so they spend a lot here. He knows them and talks with them when they are here because he appreciates their business. Unfortunately, my manager is out because his wife is sick, so he is on leave for six months. We have a temporary manager named Barb. Barb is very strict and follows the rules. I mean, she's like a Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> Barb has been here for two weeks and has seen my parents twice and she asked me the second time. When I told her it was my parents, she made a weird face. I should also note I have a co-worker named Tina who hates that I serve my parents and get a huge tip. She was always complaining to my old manager but he never cared. Why would she have an issue with this? Has nothing to do with her. Cut to last Friday, my parents came in. This was essentially my cousin's engagement dinner and also my birthday is soon, so I know they were planning on leaving me a huge tip as a present. I haven't seen my cousins or my grandpa in a while and they were all excited to be served by me. I was talking about this all week and talking about how I knew I was getting $500 as a tip because it's my birthday soon. The hostesses know them as well and goes to sit them in my section. Barb immediately intercepts this and tells the hostess to sit them in Tina 
Martinez section. Not only was this my parents, but my aunt and uncle, cousin and her boyfriend, and my grandpa. I ask Barb if I can serve my family, and she says she is sick of me being unprofessional, and I am hogging the tips away from the other servers who deserve it as well. I was a server for a long time, and this is garbage. This is hot garbage. Tina sees this and is very happy. My family gets sat in her section, however, my dad asks if I can serve them, but Barb says, OP has some other responsibilities to tend to and wouldn't be able to give you her full attention. My parents are confused and I shrug behind my manager. My mom goes to find me halfway into their meal and I tell her what happened. Cut to the end and their bill is around $350 and Tina is left $65 as a tip. My parents leave and after the restaurant closes, Tina corners me and screams at me that I cost her $500. Barb steps in and accuses me of telling my parents not to tip Tina. I try to explain that this was a present and Barb scoffs and calls me a liar. I left and I don't work until tomorrow. I feel like an asshole because I bet she was really excited to get a huge tip. I'm afraid to go back in as people have been talking about it. Am I the asshole? Hell no, you're not the asshole, OP. I waited tables for a long, long, long time and my parents frequently came in and they wouldn't always sit in my section, but if they did sit in my section and if I was working, they would because they would request it. They would always tip more and they do that because I'm their son. Your parents were tipping you well because you're their kid. Tina has no claim to the extra tips that your parents give you. What kind of entitlement fucking bullshit is this between both this manager, Barb, and Tina? What the hell? Why did she think she had any fucking claim to your birthday tip? Why does she think she had any fucking claim to wait on your parents? That's not how this works. I know most of the people watching this have waited tables at some point in their life. If you had regulars that tipped you because it was you, not because they were coming to the restaurant, they would tip you differently than they tipped other people. There's no f***ing policy on the planet that says that they have to tip someone else the same way. They don't have to tip, period. Tipping is optional, unless it's the party of eight or more and it's the automatic gratuity built in, but anything above that, no one has any f***ing policy on this where it's like they have to do it and they have to do it the same for every single person. Barb and Tina sound like a couple of Ascon 2s at least. Yeah, I'm going to say that Barb and Tina are both Ascon 2s here at minimum. What they tried to pull here was bullshit. Them both thinking that this was okay is extreme horseshit and it fires me up because I've been in this position, not in this position, because I was fortunate enough to wait tables where no one had their head completely up their ass and knew how the world worked in the world of servers. If you have family come in, if you have regulars come in, you're going to get treated differently by those people. No one else has a claim to be treated exactly the same by them. You didn't cost Tina a damn thing. Tina thought she was going to get your f***ing birthday gift? Too bad, Tina. Too bad, Barb. Jesus. These two people seem like absolute ass bags of people. And you know what? Talk to any server at any other restaurant around the whole f***ing planet and you'll get the same story here. And especially with this being your birthday birthday tip. My God, Tina thinking she had a claim to it and Barb thinking that it's not okay that you would on your parents. Screw them both. Pathetic people. Here you are busting your ass waiting tables and your parents try to help you out by giving you extra tippage and then on your birthday give you extra extra tippage and somebody's like, oh yeah, that's mine. I deserve that. Why? Because you exist? Cool. Get back to rolling silverware, Tina. Your sugar caddies are all jacked up. I know a lot of people waited tables here, so tell me what you think. And maybe I'm wrong. I really don't feel like it though. And if someone tried to pull this shit on me, I would have gone ape and I probably would have made a scene and I probably would have been like, hey, uh, you know, 
know what, folks? There's absolutely no reason for you to be here because they're just f***ing all of us. So go across the street to Olive Garden, have a nice meal there without any kind of bullshit drama, and I'll meet up with you afterwards to get my birthday gift. And then Tina doesn't even get her $65. F*** them. Am I the pooper hatch for walking away from my wife and kids at Costco? So today I, wife and the kids went to Costco for some shopping. While we were strolling through the aisles, we got to the refrigerator section and my wife picked up a pack of frozen yogurt drinks. My little one, almost two, saw the yogurt drinks and raised her hand as in asking for some, to which my wife said that she was going to take one out and give it to her. My son, four, saw this and asked for one too, which my wife proceeded to do. The second I saw her do this, I told her to stop and to not give them the drinks as we haven't paid for them yet. She said no it's okay as we're going to pay for them anyway and I replied that if she does it I'm gonna leave her with the kids as that was really embarrassing in case someone called us out. She didn't listen to me and did what she said she would do. So I walked away from her leaving her with the kids and started looking at other things. Moments later she called me saying that I should go back as the kids had finished their drinks. I was mad but I know how my kids are so I ended up going back. When I went back we apologized to each other and kept going on with her day. Now we are home and she's acting rude to me and just told me that she thinks I don't care about her at all and I treat her like crap all on the basis of what happened earlier. So, am I the asshole for doing what I did, even though I gave her fair warning? A couple of reasons why I think it was right in doing what I did. Number one, as far as I know, it's illegal to open merchandise without paying for it, even though you're still at the store. It's also trashy and embarrassing to do that if people notice you doing it. Two, my kids are not easygoing, as in they don't take no easily. But I've been pretty good at teaching them their limits. Giving them stuff this easily only makes their problem worse. However, my kids do understand that you can't open anything in the store until you're back home or in our car. I don't want them to think it's normal to just open and use store merchandise. P.S. Please excuse my language errors as English is my second language. Thanks in advance. It's really funny that most people who say English is my second language end up writing better than most people who have English as a first language. There are going to be some differing opinions on this because because when you have a kid that small, as a parent with that child in public, if the kid was like losing their shit, then it's a like, screw it, decorum I no longer care about. I would much rather get weird looks for opening up this yogurt drink than to get weird looks because my toddler's screaming throughout the entire store, right? I mean, we've been in Target before and have picked up snacks and Navy Thunder sees them and is like, and we're like, you know what? Fine. It's not a big deal. We know we're going to pay for them. It's not like we're trying to steal them. It's not like we're buying it by the pound. It's not like we're in the candy store getting jelly beans where they need to stick them on the scale. And then we'd have to stick her on the scale before we started shopping. And then on our way out to see how many jelly beans she had ingested and pay for those as well. It's not like that. It's like you're buying the box of whatever it is. And in this case, they were buying the yogurt drinks, the pack of them. They were going to pay for them with young kids. It becomes more about handling the situation than it does about normal decorum. It doesn't sound like the little one was freaking out though so mom just kind of caved that's her own policy i think as long as you're paying for it i don't give a shit if i see somebody giving their kids something in the store i don't look at them and think that it's trashy or think that they're stealing you guys may feel differently you guys may judge me and candy thunder whenever we're giving navy shit in target but we're handling our business the bigger issue here is that i don't think whatever your wife called you an asshole for has anything to do with this i really don't that situation happened you came back you both apologized to each other 
whether you moved on. When you got back home, you said that she's acting rude and said that she thinks that you don't care about her at all and you treat her like crap. And you say here, OP, that it's all on the basis of what happened earlier. I highly doubt that she said that. I highly doubt that this one isolated incident is what caused all of this to happen. This is probably the straw that broke Camel's back, and this is probably just the tipping point for a recurring series of things that made her feel like you treat her like shit. You told her to stop and to not give them the drinks as we haven't paid for them. She said it was okay, and you said if that happened, you were going to leave her with the kids as it was embarrassing. Okay, well, you were worried about someone calling you out, so you left her there with the kids. I mean, she made that decision if you guys have differing feelings about it, and you explained it ahead of time. She did what she said she was going to do. You did what you said you were going to do. It's, in my personal opinion, silly to be embarrassed or worry about what people are thinking in this scenario, but that's you. You do you. However, when you are a married couple, this is a whole me, not we thing, right? And you guys both moved in me directions instead of we directions. You separated and you left her there with the kids. And I'm guessing that this is another instance in a long line of things where OP probably says this is embarrassing or blah, blah, blah. So your wife is probably taking that as you treating her like crap or making her feel like crap. And this is just one small instance. I do not think that it is this isolated incident. And I think this is a common mistake that dudes make. I'm guilty of it as well. When we do like one small thing, it ends up setting off a chain reaction that becomes a much bigger argument or a bigger issue. And we're confused because we're like, how did this small thing cause this big thing? It's not the small thing that caused it at all. You've got to be able to trace it back to a bigger problem. And if you can't do that on your own, you're going to have to ask. You're going to have to say, look, I'm having trouble connecting the dots here and figuring out how this small thing caused this. What else? is going on here? Was this another instance in a series of things? Was there something else that happened? You're going to have to be able to have that conversation and figure out what else is going on here because I really don't feel like this one thing is big enough to cause this kind of argument. But it could be. I mean, it absolutely could be. I mean, just walking away from your kids and leaving her there because you were embarrassed by them, that might be a big enough deal. I have a feeling, though, there's more to this story and Hubs here, like so many of us dudes are, can't see the forest for the trees and is just looking at this one specific tree and not seeing the bigger picture. So you may have to do some soul searching here and kind of go back through the mental Rolodex and figure out what else you done up over the past few months or however long. What other instances that are similar to this have happened recently? Has this been a growing problem? You see where I'm going with this. I would suggest trying to figure it out on your own first before having the conversation because the more mentally prepared you are, the more you will be prepared for those conversations. And I think if you have an idea of what might be the issue, then when you go into that conversation, you're validating something instead of going in blind. It's easier to have that conversation and fess up by calling yourself out on XYZ and that also helps her feel validated and shows that you're paying attention, that you're actually putting some mental horsepower into it. So give that a shot. Think about it. Try to figure out what else is going on that you've screwed up in and try to validate that. And if you can't figure it out, you can go into the conversation flying blind. It's just a lot harder to do. And we also, as dudes, kind of show our ass when we do that because we're like, I don't get it. It's this one small thing. It caused a big argument. I don't understand. And then it becomes a, of course you don't understand. Why would you? You don't pay attention. It's 
because it's just another instance of you treating me like shit. See what I'm saying? Try to figure it out first. Be as mentally armed as possible before you have that conversation. Just be ready to apologize. Which leads to another conversation. There was an instance over the past few days where a buddy of mine had gotten to a disagreement with his wife and was trying to over-explain in an apology. And I told him that one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned in marriage to this point is that if you know your significant other is hurt by something and they bring it to you, the most effective apology that you can give is very short, sweet, and simple and only contains two sentences. And that is, I'm sorry, I'll do better. Anything else that you say puts you in danger of your own words being used against you and you don't need to over-explain here. And as dudes, I think we try to over-explain and we try to justify with logic. I'm very guilty of this. I want to be able to logically understand an issue so I may try to justify something or I may try to dig deeper but if I know that something has been perceived by Candy Thunder in a way that she doesn't appreciate I have to try to understand that and I have to try to do better and that's all that matters and then she knows that I've heard the issue she knows that I'm going to work on improving it and that's all that matters Nothing else needs to be said. Check it out. If dude here had used that whenever his wife said that she doesn't think that you care about her at all and you treat her like crap, OP, what would have happened if you said, I'm sorry, I'll do better? Imagine what would have happened here. Instead of trying to justify everything that you're doing, trying to empathize and understand how she's feeling and just saying, truly, I am sorry and I will do better. That's it. Everybody in a relationship, remember that. I'm dead serious. As long as you deliver it in a very heartfelt way, I have been guilty of delivering that same apology in a very robotic way just to check the box and kind of doing it in an assholeish way and I was the asshole for that. You can screw that up so you've got to try really hard not to and you've got to be serious and mean it whenever you deliver that but hang on to that one. That will help you avoid a lot of traffic jams in your relationship by you saying a bunch of shit that doesn't need to be said. Keep it simple. Oh yeah, so we're trying to find out if you're the asshole here. I think in this specific instance you're potentially the asshole because being embarrassed by the situation and leaving your kids there Maybe. I don't know. I'm not even going to put you on the ASCON scale for that. I'd like for that to be a discussion amongst comments here because you guys communicated about it and then you came back and you apologized to each other and you moved on. Like, I don't see a big issue there. The bigger issue that I see is that you're not able to connect the dots with whatever the bigger issue is. And that's further evidenced by you giving us this one specific instance and trying to attribute it all to that. It ain't that. Let me know what I'm missing in comments here, folks. I'm sure I'm missing something. I usually am. And I always am driving home after this or a week later when the video gets posted I'm like oh damn I should have said XYZ but I didn't so let me know what your thoughts are also quick reminder these videos are not about me there has been some confusion lately some people thinking that some of these videos and these stories are about me they are not these are stories that are posted on reddit or sent directly to us by OPs which is original posters or the subjects of the story and we simply read them and give feedback on them so none of these stories have to do with me if we're ever doing an am I the asshole story that is based on me, I will tell you up front, but we have not done that yet, and I can't imagine that we will yet. So I have added this little message. These stories are not about me, and if you see anybody out there who is thinking these stories are about me and is talking smack, please help me educate them and let them know that I am not the guy. I'm not this guy. I'm not anybody else that we talk about in stories. I'm just a guy reading the story and giving some feedback and trying to entertain you guys, okay? Okay. All right.
Am I the dusty butthole for refusing to tell my husband the gender of her baby after he skipped going to the doctor's appointment with me? Oh no. This seems dangerous. My husband and I are expecting. This is our first baby and we're excited. The thing is he barely attends any doctor's appointments with me and his excuses aren't even valid. He's willing to miss the doctor's appointment over soccer or a drink or board game with his friends. His response is always, I'm not the one carrying the baby. Why do I have to go see the doctor with you? Last week was my final straw. He was supposed to come with me for the baby's gender reveal appointment, but he chose not to come last minute because his friend invited him to fish and chips meal. I was pretty livid, but didn't make a fuss about it. Mom went with me instead. He texted me asking me to tell him the results, boy or girl, but I refused to tell him. He kept spam calling me, but I hung up each time. He came home fuming, demanding I tell him the results, but I refused and bluntly told him since he refused to attend the appointment, then he gets no results till after the baby's born and said I was willing to die on this hill. He went off calling me spiteful and immature for doing this and punishing him. He said he's the father and he has the right to know. He then called me dramatic since I wasn't alone and mom was with me. I said he gets no results, period. He's been fuming about it and told his family and now they're pressuring me to stop playing mind games with him and tell him, but I declined. Am I the asshole? Edit slash update. Hi, so first of all, wow, I did not expect this to blow up. Sorry, can't answer any comments because of feeling overwhelmed. I just wanted to mention that my husband just attempted to contact my doctor to get the results. It didn't go well and we had another argument over it. He couldn't get it since his mom was the one who made the call. Ooh, his mom. Mommy made the call. Oh my goodness. Okay, several red flags all over this story. The biggest of which is that the doctor's appointment for a father is like practice in caring for the child. At least that's kind of how I view it. You are going to be expected as a father to be actively involved in caring for this child once the child is here. You don't start giving a shit once the child is outside of your wife's body. That's not how that works. You have to give a shit the whole time, which means means that you have to be physically and mentally invested in everything baby related. Also, you should be physically and mentally invested in your wife's health, both of which are covered in those appointments. You should want to know. You should want to be able to see on the sonograms like what your baby looks like. What's it doing right now? How is everything checking out? Those are things that you should be more interested in than f***ing fish and chips. So, you done did this to yourself, you dumbass. And now you've got to work your way out of it and having your mommy call the doctor's office isn't the way to do it. This sounds like a really simple boy refusing to become a man kind of scenario. It's time to man up, dude. You're having a kid. That means that you have a lot of responsibilities attached to having that kid. Doctor's appointments are one of those. Caring for your wife while she's pregnant, one of those. Choosing your family over fish and chips or board games, definitely one of those. The fact that you experienced some pain because of of your own decisions here and now you're pitching a fit about it, I don't feel sorry for you at all. Well, I'd prefer the drama not be there and the baby's gender to not be used as a weapon in this. I'm not cool with that at all, but homeboy deserves it. Homeboy deserves something that is going to sting and pain causes change, right? So maybe this is enough pain for him to have a wake-up call and to become a man and to start changing his ways and actually showing that he gives a shit. I think he's got this thing right now where he's like, once the baby's here, then I start doing stuff. But no, that's not how that works, man. That's not how that works at all. You've been missing out on all this stuff so far, and 
and so far, you've been an absent father. So, man up. OP's not an asshole here. I wish the gender wasn't used as ammo in this, but I don't think it registers her on the ASCON scale at all, because homeboy here is just a boy who's refusing to fulfill his fatherly duties, and I've got zero sympathy for that. Use whatever is going to cause enough pain for him to grow up. That's where I'm at. Let me know what you guys think. Maybe I'm being too harsh, but when it comes to dadding, I've got no sympathy for slackers. Your kid deserves better. Your wife deserves better. Man up. That's all there is to it. Am I the stinky star for not wanting coal for Christmas? This year, I went to my fiance's house for Christmas. It was my first time going as we would typically go to my family's house instead. I got a rather pricey gift for my fiance, Dan, related to his hobbies. I got nice gifts for Dan's parents based off things I'd talked about with him before, and I got a small pack of chocolates for each of Dan's other relatives. I don't know them as well. I wasn't expecting many gifts from Dan's relatives because I didn't know many of them that well, but I was certainly expecting more than I got. At first, I was excited when I saw that there was a big pile of gifts for me. However, once I opened the first one, it was just a piece of coal. Everyone laughed, and I just kind of laughed along thinking it was a gag gift and that all the other gifts would be different. But every single one turned out to be coal. All eight of them. I started to get upset, so I cried and lashed out at Dan, but he calmly explained apparently this is a long-standing tradition in his family where they gift coal to newcomers who are celebrating Christmas with them for the first time. He explained that it's just easier that way since all the relatives who might not know the newcomer well don't have to stress over finding a gift, and it's a fun experience for the newcomer as well, clearly. I told Dan that I couldn't believe I skipped my own family celebration for this and left. But now, Dan and some of his family are blowing up my phone saying I am embarrassed him in front of his relatives and then I made it awkward for everyone. So, am I the asshole? Dan. Why wouldn't Dan communicate this ahead of time? Why wouldn't Dan be like, oh, by the way, there's a long-standing tradition in my family where you're just gonna get a whole f ton of coal? Would that not have avoided all of this? Every single bit of it. Is the other part of this long-standing tradition to not tell the newcomer that they're gonna just screw them over completely? Now, in a perfect world and in a vacuum, there shouldn't be any expectation about receiving anything, right? But coal? Isn't coal like an insult? Isn't coal like a middle finger of a gift? I gotta do some quick research here. Okay, so in the 19th and 20th centuries, coal was commonly burned to heat homes, so when Santa Claus came to visit, it was convenient to grab a lump to leave for children on his naughty list. Of course, Santa would never give children lumps of coal for Christmas unless they asked for it. So yeah, it's a, it's a big f*** you of a gift. That's kind of a stupid tradition to just haze the person who's the newcomer here, but obviously there are some wonky traditions out there like 10 mile hike Christmas morning lady, eh? But this all could have been avoided if Dan had just filled her in first. That's it. If she would have known ahead of time, she probably wouldn't have gone to the lengths that she went to to get these very thoughtful gifts for almost everybody only to get the middle finger from every single one of them. This is 100% on Dan. Opie, you are not the asshole at all here for leaving and for feeling hurt by this because you got 18 middle fingers from his entire f 
fucking family. How did Dan expect you to feel? How does the family expect you to feel? They just expect you to take it in the ass and be like, oh yeah, happy Christmas. I appreciate all the middle fingers you got me. <laughs> no, they have to know better than that. And maybe there was an expectation from them that Dan would have informed you ahead of time. That seems like the logical thing here. I think this is all on Dan. You are not an asshole for this, OP. I can't imagine that anyone in your position wouldn't have felt hurt and would have reacted differently unless they knew about it ahead of time. That's it. This is a communication faux pas on Dan. I'm curious to see what some of the other comments on here are. Not the asshole. You skipped your family's Christmas for this and they shouldn't have done this to you without a warning or your consent. Agreed. Just because they enjoy this tradition doesn't mean it can't be hurtful to you and they clearly ruined the occasion and then gave you a stupid explanation. Agreed. Especially your fiance is considerate in all of this you deserve better. This was legit humiliation. Yeah, it was hazing. How is that cool? How is everyone just okay with this? It's a tradition of hazing. I mean, in my family, like, we always gave the newcomer a hard time too, but not like this. It wasn't like a middle finger. There's good fun, and then there's hazing. There's humiliation. And I still say that this is 100% on Dan not communicating anything ahead of time. As dumb f***ed up is what that is right there. But now you know what kind of family you would be marrying into, and you're engaged. So maybe time to rethink a lot of this. Dan, because this is 100% on Dan and his lack of communication, clarifying all of this and setting it right with everyone involved also needs to be on Dan because if you don't set this right and smooth the seas ahead, you guys may not be getting married. And if you do get married, you're in for a turbulent future. So Dan, fix this shit, man. It's on you. You need to explain to the whole damn family that you didn't warn her first and that she put in a lot of time with very thoughtful gifts and feels very hurt by this, rightly so, and you didn't warn her. So it's all on you. And you probably need to go apologize to everybody, Dan. And you might have just cost yourself a fiancé, Dan. If anybody should get a lump of coal next year, it's Dan. Will I be the poop shooter if I didn't let my husband attend the baby shower or birth of her child? My husband, 29 years old, and I, 28 years old, have a daughter 3 years old. He was happy when I told him she was a girl. We're having another. And when I had my ultrasound, I was told it was another girl. Again, my husband was happy. Turns out I was told wrong and it's actually a boy we're having. And my husband freaked out in excitement. His reaction to us having a boy was nothing like either of his reactions to having a girl. He was actually jumping around and yelling. He immediately called all his friends and family. He kept hugging and swinging our daughter around, telling her she's getting a brother. I confronted him about not being this excited about having girls and he said, because I wanted a boy. I got so pissed off. I don't want him at the baby shower. I guess it's not really a baby shower as we're not asking for anything, but still, or the birth. He thought I was kidding at first, but once he realized I was serious, he got really upset and started an argument over it. Will I be the asshole if I don't let him attend the baby shower or birth? Yeah, you will. Is he not allowed to have an opinion? Is he not allowed to be excited that it's a boy? Whenever my father, and I don't think they found out what I was going to be until I was born. Yeah, I think they found out when I was born that I was a boy. My dad dad was so excited that he ran through the halls of the hospital because he had a boy. There's something about fathers having a boy and it probably dates way, way, way back to, you know, you're carrying on the family name, you're carrying on the dynasty, whatever it is. There's something about fathers having a boy. If for only the reason of carrying on the family name, guys have a lot of excitement and investment into having boys. I mean, have you ever seen House of the Dragon? You ever seen Game of Thrones? You ever seen anything that's set in a previous time and there's a 
lot of weight on having a boy. Even today, people have preferences, and you guys already have a girl, so he was happy whenever you told him it was a girl. He was just ecstatic when he found out it was a boy. And as a dad, a lot of that probably has to do with the potential of having a boy who he can play catch with and teach how to throw a football and do doodly stuff with, teach how to build things and teach how to do guy things. The potential and the opportunities that creates when you're having a boy creates a lot of excitement for guys. And you start finding out later on that all of those things you should be offering and making available to your daughters as well to at least give them the opportunity. And that's something that was kind of hard for me to learn, but Candy Thunder has helped me learn that all of these guy things that I automatically, you know, make available to our boys, she encourages me to make them available to the girls as well. And when I do that, they're not always going to say yes, but sometimes they do. I think that's a really smart thing that I wouldn't have thought of by default just because of default wiring. You know, it's like, I want to teach my boy this doodly thing. You can teach your girls too. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. And it's really good for them to at least have the option. He, your husband here, was super excited about the, all of the possibilities of having a boy and why the f- is that a bad thing at all? You're allowed to have your opinion too. I don't think getting pissed at him for getting ecstatic about having a boy is the right call here. And I sure as shit don't think that keeping him out of the baby shower, which I don't think guys typically go to, or the birth is the right call. Certainly not warranted. And hopefully there are some hormones driving this train of thought that aren't completely in check and, and in control. And hopefully you'll realize you know, how out of proportion this seems. But I mean, it's not like he was sad. It's not like he was upset when you told him that you were having a girl. I don't understand that. You've got to understand that as a father, there's some default wiring that goes back to the dawn of time that builds a lot of excitement around having a boy. And even now, because you guys already have a girl, I think he's allowed to be that much more excited about having a boy because now you have one of each. What the f*** is wrong with this? I think the huge red flag for me here is that if you have that much of a problem with him getting that much more excited about having a boy now... What things are you going to have a problem with later on? And like it is with Candy Thunder and I, you know, she had to educate me on making those things that I wanted to do with the boys available to the girls as well. And that's completely okay to do. And I highly encourage that. But are you going to, are you going to bite his head off every time he wants to take his son fishing or something? Whenever he wants to coach his son's football team, are you going to get mad because he isn't also coaching cheerleading? This could go some dangerous directions that are hard to keep track of. In this isolated incident, you're definitely the asshole, keeping him out of the birth because he is excited about having a boy is definitely an ask on scale offense. Let's take a look at where this registers. The ask on scale is the levels of assholery. And just as a reminder here, ask on one is the worst. Ask on four is the least amount of asshole that you can be. Ask on one is there's no way you should have done that. It makes you a terrible human being. Ask on two is definitely shouldn't have done that, but it does not make you a terrible person. Ask on three is you probably should have approached that differently. And ask on four is you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole. Maybe you're not. And the one grain of salt that I'm keeping in all of this while thinking about it is pregnancy hormones because I can imagine if I had that running through my body in the way that I would feel, it would make me think and act differently as well. So I think that immediately rules out ASCON 1. I don't think I can make her an ASCON 1 because she may not be completely in control. And we've talked about this before, but it's been a long time. But I imagine being pregnant, being a little bit like crank, 
Krang from the Ninja Turtles. I don't know who remembers that, but Krang was the brain that had the big robot body, but Krang was the brain and sat kind of in the stomach area like a babe does, but had little joysticks to control the whole mechanical body. And I imagine that being like a baby, just like controlling the mom's body and taking control of a lot of things. So I think we can safely say that pregnant women aren't 100% in control of emotions because chemically they can't be. And they have a little Krang with the joysticks down there just taking control of everything. So not Ask on 1 for that reason and that reason alone. I think this is definitely an Ask on 2 thing though. It's pretty severe to get this pissed at the husband for being more excited about having a son than he was about having another daughter. Take the gender out of it completely. It's one of each. And before it was two of the same. If only for that reason, I think he's allowed to be more excited. But you also have to acknowledge the default wiring that dudes have that goes back to the dawn of time. So I think you can be a little bit understanding about that. And as a dude, you know, there's that built-in excitement for that reason. But if for no other reason than having one of each, I think he's allowed to be excited. So you're ask on two right now. You might be ask on one for trying to keep him out of the birth for this reason, but Krang is at the joysticks there. So we're keeping you out of that area. But I definitely don't think it's the right call. Maybe I'm wrong. Comments will normally tell me if I am. Here we go. Hey, we have a follower submission here, and you can submit your own story at reddit-sedit.com. This one goes like this. Am I the chocolate starfish for not showing my mom my engagement ring? My fiance proposed at a New Year's Eve party at a dear friend's house. Since there were people right there wanting to celebrate with us, we felt uncomfortable stepping away to call a bunch of people to announce the engagement, so we sent our parents a picture. However, we waited until the next day to tell my elderly paternal grandma in person. I kept texting my mom all week to try to make plans to see her and also inviting her to be a part of the wedding-related activities such as dress shopping. She always replied with one-worded cold answers, so I finally asked if she was upset and she said she was due to how we told her. She tried guilt-tripping us by saying, You say you love me, but I didn't even get a phone call or an in-person visit. I apologized and we moved on. Fast forward a few days to the only day in the week I let her know would work for both of our schedules and I texted to ask if she wanted to meet up. When she said no, I asked if she was upset. She said yes because it had been nine days since my engagement and she still hadn't seen the ring and most girls would be so excited to show their mom and told me she was disappointed in me as a daughter and that someone else can go dress shopping because she's obviously not a priority to her. My fiance and I went over there to talk it out with her and it turned into a huge family blowout where my dad and brother backed her up saying I was the one being selfish and childish. The conversation ended with them all telling me to lose their number and they never wanted to see me again. Am I the asshole? What in the actual f*** is going on here? So my gut says that the dad and the brother are not really agreeing with the mom. They're just siding with her because they know what disagreeing with her looks like. And they have to live with her. So they ain't gonna do it. You see where I'm going with this. Agreeing with her is the safest play. However, it seems like they took a strong stance on this. Dude, what the hell? Did they expect you to just pause your life and take a week off work to go on a tour to show everybody your ring? That seems selfish, doesn't it? How in all of this did your mom make your engagement about you? That seems like an incredibly selfish thing for her to do. It's not about her. And guess what? If she wants to make everything about her, then she doesn't get to be a part of things. That sucks and it's harsh, 
but it's fair. And hopefully, some kind of stance like that will make her realize that this isn't about her and that she has to be happy for you and she's going to have to cater to some things like busy schedules. And what was your fiancé supposed to propose to you right in front of her so that she could be the first one to see the ring? This sounds like another story we heard recently where the mother-in-law wanted to be the first one to hold the baby whenever it came out and she ended up being out of town whenever it happened and caused a big stink because she wasn't the first one to get to hold the baby. It's not about you, my Moms, it's not about you, mother-in-laws. Moms, it's not about you. Their engagement is not about you. Their wedding is not about you. Their kids won't be about you. Their lives are about them now. And you can be a part of that or you cannot. The choice is yours. But trying to be controlling and making everything about you is a surefire way to create distance between you and someone that you supposedly love. Don't be like that. The only choice you're leaving them is to create distance. Because at some point, they're going to have enough of the drama and they're going to say we have no choice but to just go no contact. I don't think you want that to happen, mom. OP is not the mom here. OP is the daughter who got engaged in this scenario. But I'm talking to the mom because the mom needs the talking to. Dude, I don't know what you expected to happen here. Like, people's lives are busy. And she tried coordinating with you to get in front of you to be able to show you the ring. And the first chance that she got, you said no to. That's just playing games and that's just making it about you. Grow the f*** up, mom. I don't know what the hell the dad and the brother are thinking here, backing her up with that much fervor. My first thought here with them agreeing with her just to limit their own damage made sense, but them standing as hard as they did and saying to lose their number and they never wanted to see her again, if they did that because the mom's response was escalating as well and they had no choice, I can understand that because they had no choice but to side with her. They have to live with her every day. But if they did it of their own accord, I really don't understand what's going on there. Unless you guys, while over there talking, escalated it as well. I don't know what the solution path here is. I think that mom ultimately needs to grow the f*** up and get over herself. That's really what needs to happen. I don't know how you as the daughter encourage that to happen, except maybe give her a preview of what it's going to look like if she's not involved with your life and then give her the choice. Say, look, we want you to be involved in our lives, but not if you're going to make everything about you and not if you're going to try to manipulate and control everything that we do. It's just not going to happen that way. You're not the asshole. You're not the asshole. You're not the asshole. You're not the asshole. Your mom is. You're not the asshole. You're not the asshole. You're not the asshole, but your mom is. You're not the asshole. You're not the asshole. You're not the asshole, but your mom is. What kind of asshole is your mom? Your mom's is. I'm going to say that your mom is an ASCON one here. Without knowing more about why she's pitching such a stinky assholey fit about all of this, this is very much an ASCON one thing. If she's just trying to make it about her and she's just trying to control things, ASCON one. Give her the chance to change, but don't expect it. Congratulations on your engagement. I don't even need to see the ring to be happy for you. You can invite me to the wedding. I'll be there. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.